0: work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Bravery is a skill, not a personality trait, and it is the fastest, most powerful skill to creating the career and life you really want. I'm Nicole trickstein the International Bravery Coach and your host. I'm a former global senior director in the tech industry who's worked in over 25 countries. I'm now a certified and proven coach serving professional women like you all over the world. My promise is that you will stress less, work less, and then earn more. The Celebrate Brave podcast is for you. So make sure you subscribe for weekly brave inspiration, including proven frameworks for career and life success. My answers to your listener question and powerful conversations with my clients and other brave leaders. You are already brave. You can define what brave means for you and your goals and build your brave. In fact, you're already in the right place. So let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast and this month of November 2023. Today is my first guest for this special month, Suzanne Goldberg, the NOPE coach. So we already know why I invited her. If you are currently overworking, confused about the power of the word NOPE, and allowing other people's priorities to take over yours, this episode is going to be helpful for you. Suzanne supports entrepreneurs, and many of her examples in this podcast episode are for her clients. I translate some of them into the corporate space, and I really encourage you to do that translation for your own specific situation as well. Inside of this conversation, Suzanne shares a simple and a hella powerful exercise to help you start saying nope right away. So get a piece of paper and get a pen. It's incredible. We did have some small issues in the middle. So the conversation, it gets a little bit awkward for one moment because of the edits we needed to put into place, but I really wanted you to hear this beautiful content. Get ready. Let's go. All right. Here we go. The first episode for the month of November. And we are kicking it off with the Nope coach, Suzanne Kohlberg. Welcome, girl. Welcome. Thank
1: you so much for having me. November is my favorite month of the year,
0: (laughs) especially as the Nope coach. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, as I was like plotting out the podcast, And this idea of like the power of no, you were the very first name I wrote down on potential guests. And so I was really excited to have you come on because we know each other personally. We've connected a few times. I'm living in the States. You're living in Australia. So the time zone has been super fun. It's very early in the morning for you right now, but also you have a podcast called the nope coach. And for everybody, it's going to be linked in the show notes, but tell me, how did you walk into becoming the Nope coach? Like walk me through it all. I want to hear it all. I was just like, i more like stumbled and fell
1: and landed. I <laughs> was like, Ta-da! and then I really liked it. Okay. So in my coaching career, originally I was a weight loss mindset coach because I'd had a personal weight transformation. I have released 171 pounds, so an entire person. And the thing is, I enjoyed it, but I was never really able to articulate my message that I don't care what people eat and I don't care how they exercise because we all know what to do. We just don't do it. And whenever I had weight loss, personally, I have a word allergy to that word, like because everything we lose we want to find again subconsciously. Anyway, all that said, I... Went from coach to mastermind to copywriter to person like trying to help me articulate my message and all this stuff that, you know, made me want to die inside. And eventually what became really clear to me was a lot of people were overweight because they overgive. They say yes to everybody else all day. They drop everything they had planned. Like they've bought the gym membership. They've got the treadmill, which becomes the expensive clothes horse. They have all the food in the fridge that wilts because they run and help everybody else, and basically they just need to be able to say no without feeling like a bitch. So basically that became the ethos of my message, like boundaries, and then I decided to totally drop the weight anchor, no pun intended, from my (laughs) messaging, and I was working with a, a copywriter and they were like, when we were chatting back and forth, what I loved about working with them is they didn't give me the traditional how old's your client where do they live and do they have pets and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It was like getting really deep. And they said to me, Suzanne, I think you're kind of like a yay-sayer. And I was like, what? Nope. And then they were like, ooh, how about the nope coach? <gasps> so that's literally how it came because they were like, you're very supportive and very celebratory and, and this, you know, seeing the, the positive side of things. But I was like, yeah, you say, I just got this image of a cheerleader and pom-poms and I was like, nope. And that's how we
0: did my
1: my entire business.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. So I, I want, wow. I want to come back to the over give because when you said that I help with being overworked and overstressed and underpaid. Mm. And the and there's, I have an episode called the accountability triangle. And then I have like a freebie on my website because this is so powerful. So many women are doing not just their job. They're also doing someone else's job because they're to use your term over giving. And what we want to do here is inspire. And what I want to do with the accountability triangle is nope. That's your job. You're being paid to be successful in that job. So I'm going to go ahead and release. I'm so stealing this language from you. Release your job back to you. Yes. Yes. And
1: dealing with your brain and your thoughts and your mind going, they're going to think this and they're going to think that and they're going to. But the thing is, they may well do, but our work is not caretaking or over caretaking what they think our work is how have we created this sense of entitlement in the first place because when we come across new people like when it comes to saying no and setting boundaries people it's easiest with people who have not yet met you because they don't know any other version of you but Mm. people who are currently in your life people that you work with your family your friends in the beginning you may inconvenience some people may ruffle some feathers Mm. but The thing is the, the lightness that you feel from like, wow, I don't actually have to do all this. As you said, I don't have to do my job and everyone else's job. Yeah. Like if you're the CEO, you can be the CEO, not the chief everything officer, because how much do we end up carrying from that overgiving? And then we wonder why we stay up late, eat junk food, binge watch TV and we spend all our time and energy and money trying to find a blueprint or a formula or a diet or a plan to fix this thing mm-hmm. when the issue actually is that we are overgiving, over caretaking, over accommodating, overdoing everything. And if you think about it, giving and receiving are like inhaling and exhaling. You can't have one without the other. So when you overgive all day, you do everyone else's job as well as your own, you're that person who checks in and fixes everything. Your overgiving is paired with over consuming. Like that's, you know, giving and receiving. So consuming, whether it be food, social media, TV, shopping. Like if Amazon Prime's your best friend and you're like, where's all this stuff coming from? It feels like Christmas because you stayed up. 2am buying and, shoes or whatever.
0: <laughs> and for my clients, it's being, it's doing this volunteer activity and that report and this deliverable and that trip and this, and, and it just builds so quickly. So many of my clients haven't been watched anything because they're working all the time.
1: But overworking is that is, yes. is, is, is your kind of over-consuming. So That's you know staying right. up late like, answering emails. Cause the other thing too, is a lot oh of people gosh, I say, no. what do you do for a break? First of all, they look at me like, what do you mean break? And then like when I dig, they're like, oh, well, I check my email. I'm like, email is not a break. That is substituting your priorities for someone else's. So it's actually the opposite. Oh, say that again. anti-break. Email is not a break. It's substituting your priorities for someone else's. So if you're like, I need a break from writing this report or responding to this email or doing this blog or whatever, I'm going to check my email. It's actually the worst thing that you can do. Because then you have everyone else's priorities that you then need to put out fires and respond to. So it's the opposite of a break. It's more work.
0: I a million percent agree. Yeah, a million percent. I Frequently, I am working with my clients to turn their phone onto airplane, right? And I loved how earlier you said, how have we created the entitlement? Because a lot of the times, if I don't know you have a problem, then there is no problem. And when someone is consistently answering emails first thing in the morning, last thing at night, it's the other person's like, well, that must be fine for them. Because it's not up to them. They assume because
1: you've you've showed them that form of behavior.
0: If you actually
1: said, like, I remember for me, the big turning point was one day I was at the park with my kids and my son cast me because my phone dinged I'd answer my phone anytime I'd be answering clients at 10 11 o'clock at night I'd be answering clients at 5 6 a.m in the morning and my son was doing something I don't even remember what he was doing that's how distracted I was and he looked up at me and he said you love your phone more than me and in that moment my heart broke and I was like no you know so from that moment on I did a lot of changing and it's it does inconvenience some people I don't even respond to DMs like literally a lot of business people conduct entire businesses in DMs I'm like I don't here's my email and my email is only on my computer it's taken a long time I didn't do this instantly but because when I'm working I'm working and when I'm with my family I'm with my family and the two don't cross because then I just feel like I never get a break I'm just constantly changing roles
0: and you're choosing your priorities over someone else's priority. And I'm very clear with my clients.
1: Like at the time recording this, I just opened my container and I said, look, there is no emergencies in coaching. Right. I left the medical field for a reason. So if you have an emergency, please see to accordingly, go to the emergency department or whatever, but I'm not going to respond to you because you're having a panic. Like that's your job to manage your nervous system. These yeah. are the times that I'm available. And if you don't take them up, because that's the other thing, people don't come in the coaching times, then when they're having their moment, they're suddenly tagging me, DMing me, carry a pigeon and whatever. And I used <laughs> to accommodate that.
0: Mm-hmm. And now it's like
1: if you're not, if you don't show up in the times that I'm available, I'm not going to overwork for you. And sometimes, you know, that has cost me clients in the past, but now people don't tend to sign up because I give off that vibe (laughs) from the beginning.
0: Well, you're the nope (laughs) coach for real. And just for the audience, because container is a coaching um, word, but my audience is corporate. So it's a group program, right? That's online. It's called why wait W Mm -hmm. and then the number eight with a question mark.
1: Yeah, it's for an infinity, but I put it sideways. (laughs) It just goes on the keyboard. Oh, that's
0: fun. I didn't realize that. Okay. And, And you support women who are building boundaries and learning to say nope and learning to prioritize and stopping the cycle of creating the entitlement in other people.
1: And part of it is modeling it. And sometimes it does affront people. But I think, you know, we, as I said, we've set up these things. And in the past, I, you know, I know what it's like to be glued to my phone. I know what it's like to be the person who prided myself on answering instantly. Yeah. But then they call people pleasers. I've heard doormats before but a couple of months ago I heard exploding doormats Mm -hmm. and that frame just changed my life, that thought, because we do, like I would answer those emails resentfully, wouldn't say anything. It wouldn't come across, but in my head I'd be like, how dare you email me?
0: Oh, it always comes across. (laughs) It always comes across, but yeah, but we do our best not to show it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a a long-term client. We worked together on and off. We worked at the same corporation together. And then she followed me out as a client and and we go on and off, but exploding doormat was something that she taught me because she was the, I mean, just like the empress of the exploding doormat and it consistently slowed down her career. Oh, it does. And it does does,
1: because you, you think that by, not saying no. You think by being mm-hmm. accommodating, by saying yes, by being helpful, that they will see you or you'll yeah. be given the promotion or whatever. But often you're not because you're so nice. Yeah. Why would they promote you? That's right. Because you know, because
0: well it <laughs> the they happens because they don't have a problem. You're happy. And They don't value you, right? They, and they, they don't think, oh, she loves you. doing that's that. Right. So why would that's I? Right. You know, that's right. And for a lot of my clients, the first promise. The first element of my promise is to stress less and then to work less, which in this is creating boundaries, et cetera. And then you begin to earn more. And the reason it's in that order is because if you don't have a hobby or if your hobby is email, right? The quality, the creativity, the preciseness of your work is much lower than you actually think it is. And when people begin to just prioritize themselves, put their emails or their phones onto airplane or heavens, please leave it outside of your bedroom. Like that is a gorgeous thing to do for yourself and enjoy time off and with your family and doing the things you want. Suddenly you like you and I, we can serve our clients with much more heart and my clients can do their job with what makes them special. And then you begin to earn, at least in corporate, that's when you begin to earn more money.
1: I love how you said stress less first because I just feel, like hearing that, my shoulders soften, my belly feels lighter, and it's like you can breathe, and then from that, space mm-hmm. I think you just open up to more whereas when you're really clamped down like I've got to do hurry scurry scarcity run like yeah. the, the hamster on the wheel comes to mind oh, even if yes. the money come in you wouldn't be able to receive it because you're running so fast there's no space
0: for it to come That's in right. and then you begin to overconsume. I'm just seeing the cycle for myself too because you've got the money coming in and but but buying the things and going to the places and ego and all the things oh that's so interesting And that's why you never
1: really get savings or or whatever because more money more problems I've heard people say that before because you upgrade (laughs) everything so you have bigger more expensive everything and then the stress is still there so it keeps the cycle going whereas Mm -hmm. you know when you slow down and you said stress less make more earn more receive more I don't like earn I don't know receive whatever however it comes to you then and also you can enjoy it more like we're in school holidays as we're recording this yesterday I took the day off took my kids to I don't know if you guys have it there you'd have an equivalent it's called time zone and they have all the little games that you arcade games that you play and I remember there was a little room and I put my son in there and he's like what do I do I'm like I don't know just hit start and all the balls start falling (laughs) from the ceiling and he's screaming and I'm like I think you've got to put them in the hole we had the best time (laughs) it felt like life I don't know you'll figure it out as you go
0: Oh, isn't that it? Isn't that it? Yeah. And sometimes with the ball thing it's too stressful, just walk away from it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny how they were all falling on him and he didn't know what to do. And I was like, there's a hole there. I think you feed them in there. And then if you can't feed them fast enough, there's that also in the floor a return where they go back and you go see how many you can get. But I really wish I'd hit record the first time because he's literally <laughs> screaming going, I don't know what to do. And then the second time he's like, let's do it again. So I videoed it, but it wasn't as funny.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So there was one question I really wanted to ask you about starting to say no. So when your clients come to you and they're unboundaried and everybody else's priorities and they're serving and overgiving and all the things, like how, how do you help them begin to say no? It's the simplest tool
1: And most people will listen to this and nod and ignore it and go on. But if you actually take this on board, it's game-changing. Have you got a piece of paper there, Nicole? I do. tear off with a loose leaf. Oh, it's here. Yeah. All right. So on one side of it, write yes. Okay. And then flip it over. And on the other side of it, write no. Got it. And imagine whatever it is that you wanted to do for you. Could be take your kids to the arcade. Could be read a book. Could be go to the beach. I don't care. Whatever it is. And the next time someone says, could you just proofread this email, stay back for five minutes, which we all know is going to be two hours or whatever it is. Mm. Hold out the piece of paper that says yes towards them. And what are you saying to yourself?
0: Oh, no to me.
1: So when you say yes to others, you're saying no to you. And just that realisation. And the thing is you don't have to do a complete 180 and go from the yes person to the no person. That often doesn't work well. But just yeah. to say things like I'm not available, like I'm, all, I'm not available right now, because often people will come to us because we're the fixer, we're the fire putter or we're whatever. What we don't realize is that if we do say no, they can ask someone else. Like how often is somebody asking everyone? If you get a DM, chances are they've copied and pasted that to 50 other people. So if you say I'm not available right now and then they're in a panic, you know, if this is still an issue, come back to me next week. Most often they won't. They're resourceful enough to go and find someone else. So that little thing, just noticing when I say yes to others, I'm actually saying no to me is is really, really powerful because we, we, we don't need another system or planner or hacks or whatever. We know what to do, but allowing ourselves the space and the time to do it is going to involve saying no to some people and some people are going to be inconvenienced. Normally a lot less inconvenience than we think. And if you actually think of it this way, you're doing them a service because then when you begrudgingly say, yes, I'm not going to do this, but I really wanted to read that book or I really wanted to whatever, mm. then there is, there's there's a, a, a match there that's not healthy. I just think now for anyone who's going through this and you're on the receiving end of this, yeah, lifeguard energy. A lifeguard stands on the side of the pool and throws the buoy, I think you guys call it a buoy, rope, whatever, and assists the person to assist themselves. The lifeguard doesn't get in the water with someone who's splashing and panicking because they will drag you down with them.
0: Who is a brave role model in your real life? It's probably
1: going to surprise people because he's younger than me, but my biggest brave role model is actually my son. He's eight years old, he's on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. and he's 100% unapologetically him, and I love it. He's very eccentric, and people often comment like kids can be quite cruel, but even adults sometimes. I think you you look dumb, or you shouldn't paint your nails, or don't you think Mm -hmm. you're a bit extra? And he looks them up and down, and he's like, I think I look fabulous, and I think that's the key. What we think about what we're doing. Other people are going to have opinions <laughs> about the way we dress or the way we speak or our boundaries or our business. And they can have opinions. But what do you think? And I've never met anyone more unapologetically themselves. And mm. I just admire that every day. Like sometimes I think perhaps that choice is questionable and maybe his 18th birthday, he might be like, Mom. <laughs> Why did you let me? But as my only thing is as long as it's safe. Like sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't think that's safe, buddy. But he's he's very brave and he's, you know, very uniquely him. And I think if we had more of that in the world, and we it would be very, very different. Whereas we we teach conformity. Boys yeah. don't paint their nails in general. Boys like these things. And I remember at swimming, like he does swimming lessons and they had kickboards. And they he go, he they they said to pick a kickboard and then they went to hand in the blue one as he was grabbing the pink one. And they're like, boys should have blue. And he's like, I don't agree with that.
0: It's just so good. <laughs> oh amazing. That makes me think of Alok. Alok is. Do you know who Aloke is? No. Or, okay, so for also for the audience, Alok is a comedian poet, author, influencer, and brave role model for me, but not for my real life yet. I'm still putting that in the world. But an alok is themselves. Wears the clothing, speaks, tells the jokes, writes the poems, writes the essays that are fully themselves. And if anyone were attempting to create some sort of, you know drawer or box for them to be placed into it would never fit because they are also always learning and trying new things and that just sounds so much like your son in a very different way because your son is of course who he is yes. and the he more... wants to be a fashion
1: designer so one day when we go past like Gucci or you know the shops that have the little the thing outside with the the hanger and the person at yes. the door I'm like, I gave him the right name for it. Like Casimir, like one name shop. Oh. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Now you really have to expose him to a loke.
1: I will oh, totally to will.
0: <laughs> and it's going to be in the show notes as well. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us and kicking us off with the November as the note coach. And everyone, please do check out the show notes, go to your favorite platform for listening to podcasts and check out the nope coach podcast it's a daily podcast there are so many amazing topics in there and Suzanne I'm just I'm just grateful thank you for sharing this time with us thank you so much for having me it's been fabulous (laughs) talk soon bye bye before you go you can deepen and expand what you're experiencing here on the Celebrate Brave podcast by working directly with me through bespoke, results-oriented, one-on-one coaching that is rooted in my proven Build Your Brave framework. As of the last client survey completed in Q1 2023, 75% of my clients from the past two years report they reached their unique goal, 100 of my clients, yes 100% report they stress less as a result of working with me, 56% report working less, and 43% report earning more. You learned how to spend less time ruminating and stressing yourself out by getting clearer and calmer within a mindset approach that is simple effective, and specific to you. Then we work together to end the habit of overworking and overproducing by crafting a plan of momentum specific to your goals and strengths. I support you as you execute your plan, including the skills and knowledge necessary to succeed in your own accountability. And finally, You step away from the all-too-common pattern of under-earning and make the shifts towards being well-paid in your industry, using the clarity and momentum to ensure you become the woman you want to be at work and in your life for real. Go to tricksteinbach.com to learn more and schedule your free no-obligation consultation link in the show notes. You can stress and work less while you earn and live more by building the skill of bravery. Talk soon.